0: This programme was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air.
1: Kia ora and welcome to Garden of Sound. I'm your host, Ian Turner, and my guest today is Marsha. But before we get to the show, I'd really appreciate if you enjoy what you hear today to subscribe. Just head to gardenofsound.nz and hit one of the links on the front page. K. Marsha. Or at least today, it's bassist Evan and guitarist Felix. They met in Wellington and are now at the University of Canterbury, mixing studies with post-punk practicalities, musical talent that's won them a slew of Battle of the Bands comps, and top ten placings on student radio stations all over the country. Now, with the Go Live Festival coming up, they've got a chance to show their stuff off to a wider audience and start making Marsha a household name. This is the Garden of Sound interview with Marsha on Plains FM 96.9. Evan, can you tell me the first time you remember hearing music or realising there was such a thing as music? Yeah. Yeah.
2: It goes pretty far back. I sort of, you know, it's always been a little bit in me, but um, I can remember sort of like my first memory of being um, in New Zealand is sitting around like in the living room. We had a record player, not a particularly like old fancy one or anything, but it was was a a new modern and sort of crappy plastic record player. But um, we had a Madness vinyl, and I'd always put that on like five-year-old me, um, listening to One Step Beyond and uh, a roly-poly around on the floor.
1: Uh, your family is from and you are from Norway originally Mm, what brought you across to New
2: Zealand? Some of my family is from New Zealand Uh i got Norwegian family New Zealand family we sort of have coalesced in New Zealand just because it's a nice place I think Mm. I I suppose everyone sort of every like Married couple ends up going back to live with one of their families. So yeah, in, in this case, it happened to be that we uh, moved back to see our New Zealand family instead of the Norwegian stuff.
1: Fantastic. Okay, so a bit of madness and roly-polies around mm. on the floor. Uh, Felix, what about you?
3: It was my first sort of experience with music it was definitely my dad mucking around with his guitar or saxophone. There's all these stories of me as a kid um, trying to stop that sort of throwing marbles down the saxophone while he's playing it and things like that.
1: You didn't like the sound
3: Um, or did he play badly? I think it was me trying to be a pain in the ass as a three-year-old does. Yeah. So I was quite good at that sort of role. Yeah. Um, But it did expose me to music Uh from a very, very young age and just seeing him play and he enjoyed it so much. It was cool to see. Then I started just mucking around with the guitar and, Eventually could play one or two chords And eventually got lessons And tried to progress from there But it was My first sort of experience with music Was definitely just listening to my dad
1: What was he playing?
3: Um, So my dad was in the army For a number of years before I was born Mm -hmm. So he has a collection of Sort of old New Zealand songs That he likes to play Sort of ten guitars um, Or just mucking around And saying that he knows songs Evan um,
1: You're the bass player and mm, Marsha yeah. Um, was it always bass, or were there other instruments along the way?
2: I'm a guitarist originally, mm-hmm. and I, I sort of always sort of flirt with the idea of going back to guitar. And I do actually have just started another band where I do play guitar. Yeah. Um,
1: What's that called?
2: A helicopter. Okay. Brand new, um, but our singer's just had a tonsils removed, so <sighs> okay, we're on standby. We didn't sign off on this. I know that's <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> okay. But yeah, so I'm always sort of flitting back and forth between guitar and bass.
1: Why or how did the bass come about? Was it just an opportunity or was it necessity?
2: It was necessity. So I was um, always, like when I was uh, sort of at the end of primary school, maybe year eight or something, I was starting to get into guitar Mm. and I wanted to be in the school band. But there are a lot of guitarists and I was definitely not, you know, in the top three or something. Okay. So, but what the school didn't have was a bassist. <laughs> okay, um,
1: why why is that? Why why is the bass not sexy enough? I mean, it's it's crucial. It's, it is. You know, it's an important part. <laughs> mm. What do you um? Uh, what do you like about Evans' bass playing, Felix?
3: Well, Evan is probably the best guitarist in Marsha okay so it's a little bit ironic that he's been <laughs> i don't want to say relegated to bass because that's not the, the thing it's elevated elevated which is interesting elevated. considering it's a, it's a bass is, instrument yeah but being able to have those skills on guitar are so transferable to the bass he comes up with some awesome bass lines which are so important for a good song mm-hmm. um, or a, a successful song is to have all the parts come together quite well and it's quite easy to um just do root notes or something on a bass so having these creative and exciting yep. um riffs and bass lines yeah do add a lot to um music
1: recently i've been going down a road of bass players who can also play
2: keys any keys funny you should say that i just <laughs> recently bought a synthesizer okay um i have no experience no skills with keyboards mm. but um I Do like the sounds that they make? So that's good, yeah. That's it's the excellent. beginning of hopefully a very fruitful journey. And
1: one can only look to people like John Paul Jones, um, who's just a brilliant muso, full stop big Led Zepp fan here. Mm. Um, for that, what about you, Felix? Um, uh, you learned a couple of chords, yeah, following your dad's footsteps. Were there any reed instruments or wind instruments?
3: Uh, I never could quite grasp that. There was also a keyboard though that i did muck around on fantastic and i think Marsha did one gig back in 2018 where i played keys for one song or something like that yeah but that was quickly retired yeah and why was that it was uh it was for a university club yep it was our first gig actually our first gig after we won the battle of the bands at uc
1: okay and that is a university of canterbury competition on its own only yeah. open to uc fans. Yes.
3: Okay. Yeah, yep. yeah. So we won that in 2018 when we were first year students. Okay. Um, and then one of the other clubs on campus offered us a gig, mm-hmm. opening up um, for one of their events. Yeah. There was a, a drum and bass person, musician that followed us. Yeah. So instantly it was a bit of a strange dynamic. First gigs are always a big learning experience. Yeah. And we definitely found out that um, on the day. Was it bad?
2: It was terrible. Okay. It was the it was worst gig I've ever played. Okay. We've,
3: we've played multiple gigs before then in yeah. high school as yeah. well that would <laughs>
1: what um what was the defining factor why was it so terrible
3: uh, a lack of practice as a whole yeah. not mm. having been in front of an audience before uh with this these members mm-hmm. it was a mixture of like we
2: were bad and the audience was bad Okay, and the venue was bad <laughs> how were the tools because you can't blame your tools did, did the tools instruments
1: perform all right on the night.
2: I, I do remember some very loud <laughs> buzzing noises um okay. emanating from some yeah. power supplies or yeah, some pedals I mean, or something it. like that. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. And broken strings. Alright. A lot of broken strings.
1: So I would normally ask this in the second section, but um learning experiences specifically from that gig, how have things improved or what have you done differently?
3: Oh, um so much. So much sense Um having numerous contingencies for yep. all sort of situations. Yeah. Is Absolutely vital yep, yep. Especially playing live
1: Does that include what you're playing? Because I'm presuming you're playing mainly original mm-hmm. music Are there mm-hmm. any covers in
2: there? We always enjoy playing covers yeah. Like we just all sort of get together Play a song we all like So we always put a couple in there um, And we try and change those up Yeah, and
1: play them in a Marsha style As opposed to just yeah. sounding like on the record I've digressed a little too much And it is time for some music Uh, At the very least, Um, at this point, I ask about influences. So throw out some band names. Uh, What was formative? What sort of led you down the Marsha path, as it were? Um, Mm, The dark path. The dark path, perhaps. (laughs) There we go. First album. um,
3: (laughs) There were lots of sort of the Smiths, the Clash, the Cure um, influences, and it definitely changed over time, sort Mm -hmm. of one thing that i really
2: listen to now um when i think about the band is lcd sound system okay um which is you know quite a big jump from where we were Mm. but um but it's sort of just something to look forward to like something that's a little bit out of reach still because i feel like we've sort of got a handle on what we're doing at the moment and so we can sort of try and change it up now and take a next step
1: that sounds super cool um uh, there's a band from Auckland uh, mm-hmm. called Yukon Era, and you've chosen a track of theirs called "Tongue." Mm-hmm. Um, tell us why do you
3: dig this? That was one of the first covers we ever learned as a band, oh. uh, so that was one of the ones we played in that Battle of the Bands mm-hmm. back in 2018. Yeah, um, they were also the first band I believe we opened for yeah. uh, yeah. at Darkroom, but again back in 2018. Yeah, so that was such a great opportunity to see. That song being played in the flesh, yeah, and um, we drew a lot of um, a lot from that. I
1: presume you didn't play that song uh, that mm-hmm. night. We
3: thought about it. We thought about we it. We thought that would also be a slightly inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> eh. It would have been hilarious, and there's some slight regrets about yeah. not doing it. Yeah. Um, maybe one day, yeah. in the future, um, mm-hmm. we'll expose them to our our version of their song. If really ever a reunion of Yukon Era, we'll play for them and play oh, well, their they song. split
1: up. I'm very, oh, well, that's very disappointing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, uh, for your edification and enjoyment, this is "Tongue" by Yukon Era. This is the Garden of Sound interview with Marsha on Plains FM 96.9. All
2: right, time to talk about gigs and stuff. Not yours, obviously, but ones that you attended, Evan. Maybe that would have to be 2012, and that was the uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers okay. in Auckland. I I wasn't really much of it. I was still almost getting into music at that point, but um, I happened to be there for a trampoline competition. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for laughing. It's a very, it's a, it's a full on competitive active sport. It is, thank you very yep. much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, I was there for that. Yeah. You know. And and then it just so happened that at the same time Red Hot Chili Peppers were in New Zealand playing in Auckland at Spark Arena. So okay. um so my mum took me along to that. Um So that wasn't part of the plan. It was like the tramp comp and Well, see I was there for the tramp comp. I think my mum was there for the <laughs> <laughs>
3: fortunate timing maybe. i know i was yeah. there for
2: uh, for the chili peppers. okay okay but um two things i really remember about that is uh is flea yep. doing a handstand for about a minute to like that was their opening song basically yep. there was no music obviously yep. but he just did a handstand um, for a minute yeah and and so just showing how kick-ass he still exactly is i think i i think i um flew back home and started playing bass after that really would you say that's the 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 instigator. Flea instigates a lot of bass playing around the world, I think. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um and the, the other the other um the other moment I very clearly remember is um sitting through about eight minutes of Sir Psycho Sexy sitting in the stands next to my mum.
1: Okay. And feeling generally uncomfortable about what yeah. Anthony was
2: singing about. Yeah, well yeah. Or maybe blissfully oblivious as as a twelve year old listening to that sort of stuff. There be. is there's some uh,
1: brilliant lines in that song I must say. Um, Felix what about you? What about what's your first major?
3: My first the first concert I've attended was a Dave Dobbin acoustic concert in a church in Wellington. Oh awesome. Which was a cool very mellow um, sort of feel but he played all of his songs and it was really cool to see them again in the flesh. Yeah. Uh, the first big concert that i went to was up in auckland it was carlos santana ah wow okay and there was a lot of inspiration drawn from that who's just such an amazing musician yes everyone that he brings as well yeah uh, everything that he brings is just yeah. ridiculous and so catchy and yep this just, just a lot to take in and as a and he's a legend oh, bona fide absolutely so yep. to see him in the flesh to uh, be there with my mum and my grandmother slightly yep. strange uh but awesome yeah awesome
1: that's super cool. Um, I presume he played as that classic A komova or whatever, yeah. More cowbell, yep, I think exactly. is the is the thing. Now you guys are originally from Wellington, um and you came down to Christchurch to study and you've been here ever since, I guess. Um how much do you get back to to Willy Bob's to, to look around? You still got mates up there and family and all that kind of yeah,
2: thing? Yeah, I mean I think we go up and visit our family. Uh, it seems to be less and less now. Yeah. Uh.
1: How does the music scene differ? Because uh, you must Ooh. check out gigs up there.
3: I'd almost say night and day. Yeah? a very, very different. Um, Who's night? <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: this is the dark path again.
3: Yeah, it, absolutely. Um, so I think Wellington, there's a, there's a lot going on in Wellington with the alternative music scene. Okay. Um, so bands there like um, moon Maidens, mm-hmm. uh, or some of our who else are our favorite ones and bands there's such a range
2: in wellington it's mm. definitely a very alternative place and it's had such like a, a scene for a long time mm-hmm. and i think what we sort of missed that when we came down to christchurch yeah but i would also say that christchurch is building its way towards that very quickly especially in the last couple of years it's um sort of skyrocketing yeah definitely. um To the point where we've had friends come down from Auckland and say, like, wow, the music scene here is great. Mm. I mean, from Wellington, sorry. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, different, at least. different, yeah. Because I guess we've been broken for such a long time that now it's sort of starting Mm. to to come right. What kind of venues have you guys played uh, in Christchurch?
3: One of our favourite venues is Darkroom. Okay, yep. uh, Which we love. We also, um, we've played at Space Academy 12 Bar, which is the little... The little group of, um, of bars at the top end of Sir Street. Street. Uh, we've played for the UCSA, the University of Canterbury Students Association. Yep. Uh, so we've done um, a couple of tea parties, which is the end of year festival yep. and the odd uh, event during the year. What's your favourite? What's
1: the favourite gig or the bestest gig <laughs> bestest that you guys gig? have where it's all come together and it's been
3: amazing and you've just gone,
2: yeah. Oh, like
3: a Marsha gig?
1: Or yeah, a Marsha, yeah,
3: yeah. I like the ones which are messy and sort of hot and yep. sweaty. And yep. we played a holiday special at Darkroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was only twenty minutes. Yeah, it was on. It's a small venue. Yes, and they crammed two stages in there. It was a charity event, and the charity events at Darkroom are always um, a very, very intense and yep. exciting experience. Yep. Um, that was the night uh, a certain bassist set an amp on fire. Okay. We broke some strings, um, yeah, yeah, but yeah. there were lots of people and it was loud, fast, and so much fun.
1: Okay. Tell me about the, uh, the amp on fire. Yeah, see,
3: well, I didn't... I,
2: uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't... I wasn't even though... I didn't know what was going on because I was just, you know, playing. Uh, very studiously looking at my playing as yeah. a good bassist should. Hey, um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, someone in the crowd pointed as like smoke yeah and so i turn around and the whole cabinet is oh like oh my poof. god okay i don't know what
1: happened leading up to that how did you deal with the situation
2: i think we tested each piece of the equipment excluding the cabinet which was okay. smoking yeah because of course we just make it overly complicated but yeah. in the end i think um we just plugged my bass straight into there like PA okay. sound system. Yeah, so and yeah. Just straight you, out the speakers. And so. you
1: may do, and it was like that for the rest of the night or with the two stages. Oh. We had one so song two back
2: left. lines.
3: Oh yeah. really? Okay. So that was the grand finale after that. Yeah. Well, it was about one o'clock in the morning at that okay. stage.
1: All right. And everyone's pretty loose by that point, mm-hmm. so it's just exciting. It was exactly. exciting. Wow. I couldn't hear
2: myself at all oh, after great. that.
1: Um but um you talk about the the messy side of things. I'll just hear first, Evan, what's been your your bestest, most fave Marshall um. gig?
2: Just a couple of weekends ago, we played with Bad Hagrid from A Wellington Band Came Down. Um, and they opened up the night with an acoustic set because they just had a couple Real, of their members that couldn't cool. come. So yeah. they started off like that. And then um, and then we came on and sort of to suit the mood, played a bit of a more laid-back set. Yeah. And I thought that was really nice. Like It was sort of a little bit impromptu and then came together really nicely. And it just the venue and the crowd... Um, Sort of everything sort of suited the mood very well so yeah so I was surprised, but that I think my favorite gig yeah
1: when I hear about sweaty heavy full on and then I hear about laid back and then uh, lCD sound system kind of vibes and that kind of thing um, who is making the decisions in the band about the direction and how do you keep it on track because obviously you all get on well and you sound fantastic, how do you keep this sort of train train moving?
3: Um, I think we say two very opposite things, but realistically, they're both quite similar. Okay. Uh, although quite close together. Yeah. Uh, it does help that we all do have similar musical styles and similar passions and similar yep. ideas of where we want. Yeah. Uh, we, we want to have fun at the end of the day. Yeah. So that makes it a lot easier. There's not a lot of headbutting, mm-hmm. um, but I think we all put it in our own flavor.
1: Yeah. Um, and it would be boring if you're all the same, wouldn't it?
2: Bands always end up being a bit of a compromise for everyone. Mm. Um, so it's just like we have, we all have a lot of overlapping music tastes as well as these diverging tastes that are individual to mm. us. So, um, so we just sort of take the the middle section of that Venn diagram of all our musical tastes. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Nice. That's Sorry super for cool. the engineering. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's it, 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 it's all
1: good. And you guys, um, you are Ob's, uh brain boxes. Um, we've got two engineers, and what do the other guys do?
3: A chemistry student and a computer, computer. science student. There you go. There you go. It's almost like a Radiohead
1: mark two. <laughs> Time for some um, music. This is an all-time favourite track, um, and you've chosen something from Hey Rocco. Mm-hmm. Um, why?
3: Why Hey Rocco? So this was a song that Evan and I discovered separately yep. um, through Discover Weekly on Spotify. Ah. and then I think so. I did a lot of driving um, back in the day when we were both in Wellington. Anyone yeah. yeah. with a license. Anyone with a license. So that meant I had the opportunity to put people through a lot of my music. Yep, which was taken differently by different people fair enough luckily um that one came on this song came on yeah and evan knew it yeah um and from then we listened to it quite frequently uh we've jammed it out a few times between ourselves there's a bit of a strokes vibe i picked up Mm -hmm. when i heard it It's a bit
1: more
2: up bouncy especially when we um found the song like we were just starting our first band together back in high school and um I think it just sort of like
3: cemented that like we want to do music together. This sort of yeah. feeling, oh, um, that's
2: Cool, yeah. So
3: it's, it's a good one. It's nice. Uh, yeah, I guess it would have been one of the first sort of overlapping. Yep. Um, I, oh, I like the song. You like mm. the song? No, we're getting, no way.
1: we're getting a lot of this Venn diagram kind of chisel hey. going on. And this track is called Elsewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Elsewhere by Hey Rocco. Steppin
4: on my toes. I think it's clear cool, everybody knows. I don't believe in anything to say.
0: one hour I'll have you back before your family's heads get sour and if we don't like the kids Yeah we
4: can go anywhere else I just wanna make those, those cheeks red cause that would make my cheeks red too Clear that everybody knows. I don't believe in anything they say. I don't believe in anything they do. It's not what I want. Oh no, it's not what I want. But I don't know what the heart is to staying for just one hour. I'll have you back before your These heads get sour. If we don't like the kids, yeah, we can't.
1: This is the Garden of Sound interview with Marsha on Planes FM ninety six point
3: nine. Very quickly, Marsha. So the name Marsha yes. comes from the Blam 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 song. Uh-huh. Don't fight it, Marsha. It's bigger than the both of us. Ah. Choosing band names is one of the most difficult things you could ever do. Yeah. Uh, so it was either that or a random band generator, band yeah. name generator website sort of thing. Yeah. So we found uh, Sam. Yeah. Um, took a lot of inspiration from that song yeah so being able to pick a name from somewhere we've drawn inspiration makes it a lot more significant to us
1: we're going to be listening to your track last night which
3: i love um i love because
1: i like where i feel it's come from and then you add your own spin on it so who's responsible who's on the um the song duties This one uh,
3: was written by Sam and Evan.
2: Yeah, so it was probably a couple of years ago. It was like maybe New Year's we wrote the song. Mm. Um, And I was at Sam's house in Wellington. And we were playing around with recording like demos because we'd just gotten some of the equipment that we needed for that. So an interface, some mics. Um, We had a few disparate... Bits of songs that we knew we liked, but, um, we were sort of struggling to come, like bring stuff together. Yeah. Um, but we were just messing around and testing out the equipment that's sort of how we came up with this first, the first sort of parts and sections of the song. Yep. And one of the things we were working with was like Fruity Loops to yep. do little drum samples, uh-huh. so that we can, you know, use that as the backbone yep. of our of our um, demos. Yeah. And that sort of like gave us this really robotic drum sound that sort of inspired a lot of the way this uh, song formed. Yeah. But then we sort of got halfway through the song, we we're like, okay, it needs to go somewhere. This yep. is, um, it needs to evolve somehow. Yep and we also at the same time had this other piece of music that we sort of liked the sound of we thought it might fit but they were in different keys mm-hmm. uh, so we came up with this sort of like almost jarring out of the blue way to switch between um between the keys and yeah. that's how we sort of came up with that second section okay. of the of the song it's and
1: definitely a couple of movements yeah,
2: yeah. Sort of slows it down a little bit,
3: makes it, makes it a bit moodier, and then it builds it back up again.
1: Where was the song recorded
3: in the middle of Island Fields? Okay, um, one of the university clubs, Tune Sock, uh, which is like the music club yep. at the university, have a practice space on top of the football changing rooms. Okay, so that was. There, we've got a space with drums and amps and whatnot, so Mm. we're able to use that spot. Mm -hmm. Uh, We went in on a Sunday, uh, uh, multiple Sunday afternoons over a few months, and we sort of managed to get bit by bit recorded um, with our friend Ben Sinclair, Mm -hmm. who reached out to us after we put out a few demos and live recordings. Um, He said he was really interested in recording uh, some of our stuff, so uh, massive help from him yeah. as thanks we owe him so much for that what did he bring to the process such a fresh perspective Yeah. Uh, and so much knowledge mm-hmm. he as a producer oh, I think this was one of the first things he produced so it was a learning experience for yep. all of us involved Yeah. but it's the best way to do it just sort of together is to we spent a lot of time experimenting and I think we spent probably 20 minutes um, just turning my tune a pedal on and off through a reverb reverb and delay um setting and getting some really cool weird noises through that so just experimenting with him um and yeah learning a lot about the whole producing process
1: okay um i think it's time that we heard the track um and it's a bloody good one this is last night from marsha This is the Garden of Sound interview with Marsha on Plains FM 96.9. Do you have a manager? Self-managed. Self-managed, okay. Yeah, Felix. I presume you're not the only one driving anymore.
3: Um, (laughs) I drove here today. Okay. (laughs) Old habits die hard.
1: Do you find it um, difficult as your popularity rises to
3: handle the requests? Every single request we get is gold. Yeah. We love um, getting... Requests and getting hit up. Yeah. There's nothing as a band that's um, trying to sort of break through and establish ourselves. Mm. Getting requests is, just means that we, um, we've reached another group of people, we're doing something right. So it's absolutely awesome every single time we get an email or a yep. message yep. asking us to jump out for someone mm. or just play.
1: Yeah. How did the, uh, you're playing at Go Live Festival, which is happening July 24th at the Christchurch Town Hall Complex. Um, how did that gig? Come about for you guys.
3: Um, so one of the Crash at City Council um, event staff yep. reached out to us. Yep. Mark Rowe, he works quite closely with the UCSA. Yes. We've had him um, do a, a number of Bella bands. Yep. As well uh, yep. as a judge. Mm-hmm. We've done a bit with him. Yep. Um, so he knows you. He Knows you're solid, somewhat yeah, enough yeah. to book us. So yeah, yeah. And uh, we're
2: playing on the audio stage, right? So yes. Okay. It's
1: um, a nice tie-in there.
2: Yeah, we've definitely. Had a bit of experience with RDU yep. playing at Beatbox in town yep. um, where they, you know, have their studio as well. Do the live to airs and that yeah, kind of thing. done. So we have a good relationship with them as well. And just the amount of people that we've met over the last few years, yep. um, I think that really helps. Yeah.
1: And you're obviously solid individuals because if you're a bit flaky, then, you know, you get left by the wayside, which I guess the question is, what's the plan? What do you want to do? Is it mm. the study that leads to jobs, or if you do get the opportunity, you you go out and you, you tour the country and then the world?
3: Uh, I don't want to speak on behalf of everyone else. Just for yourself. I th- think that if the opportunity arose where we could mm, do as much music as possible, yep. there wouldn't be any second guessing. It yep. would be jumping into that, because that is where the passion definitely yeah. lies. Yeah. Mm. Uh, would you say It's the same for you Yeah
2: I do I do love music I would jump at the chance yep. To go on tour And um, But at the same time I do actually love Engineering Yeah you know, Yeah Terrible But um, <laughs> It is Like another passion So yeah. There's a very clear Set of steps To yep. get to be an engineer um, Yeah Whereas with music It's really hard And you Like it's It's really hard To To put in the time and effort And And You're sort of always hoping that You know people will appreciate that Um <laughs> Has
1: it ever felt
2: difficult or a struggle
3: doing the band? And again, that's a leading question, Mm. but Mm. I'm just wondering. Oh, music's tough. It's time consuming. It's expensive. Yeah. Nothing about it's easy. Yeah. And I think that's the beauty of it is that you put in time and effort and you get rewarded by playing on stage and having the crowd receive your music well and um, sort of the high that that brings. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say it's a big challenge to manage time, yeah. especially as students. Yeah. So we're quite fortunate to have a space where we can practice music very close to campus. Yeah. Um, very fortunate to have us all living in a similar area, so yep. it's not too much of a big deal yep. to get into practice. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so a few things align quite well there. Especially students, we've all got similar timetables, yeah. but it is a very time-consuming process. Especially now, we've got exams coming up, so trying to find time to practice now is as difficult as ever. Mm-hmm. Especially with, like you mentioned, the go live festival coming yeah. up and a few other bits and pieces. Yeah,
2: the amount of time I feel like I would need in every day in order to give everything I have to give to music and to my yeah. studies is um mm. is more than twenty four hours uh, yeah. to say the least. So.
1: We're going to go and pay some bills uh, and then come back where Marsha will play mini quiz.
3: There's only one way to settle this.
1: There is another way. Visit miniquiz.com and see how your general knowledge stacks up against friends, family, and Darren down the road. It's free and a great way to get you ready for the big leagues. Visit miniquiz.com now. That's M-I-N-I-Q-W-I-Z.com and show everyone who the quiz in your neighborhood really is. miniquiz.com Start small and do them all. This is the Garden of Sound interview with Marsha on Planes FM 96.9. and It's time to play mini quiz, which is exciting. I'm going to give you 10 questions. You're going to have 60 seconds to answer these questions. It's all about music. Just say pass if you don't know. And I always emphasize, say pass quickly. You've got mm-hmm. 10 questions. Most of the time you won't get through all of the questions. So you never know what sort of lie is at the bottom of the mm, okay. Um, okay. of the piece of paper. Marsha, your time starts Brothers Richard and Tim Butler established which band in
2: 1977? Pink Floyd? I don't know. Which musician
1: had a hit in 1993 entitled Run Baby Run? (laughs) Pass. In which country was the band Snow Patrol formed? Canada. What's the name of the American comedian who released Arsehole in 1993? Um, where are you? <laughs> Which band released its debut album in 1993? They're all 93 called Pablo Honey. Radiohead right <laughs> Who left the following message in their suicide note? It's better to burn out than to fade away. Kirk-a-man. Kirk-a-man. <laughs> Which Scottish band had a top 10 single entitled "Take Me Out?
3: The proclaimers.
1: What is the stage name of Bob Marley's eldest son? Ziggy. <laughs> Fantastic, and uh, your time is up. You've done okay, uh, which is good. You haven't done terribly, no. and I've just realised that there were quite a few answers from 1993. Um, so yeah. When you guys weren't no alive, no. What are you guys up to apart from Go Live Festival, July 24th, at Christchurch Town Hall? Tickets available via Ticketek. What are you doing uh, apart from that? What's coming up? What are the what are the plans? Are you going to get an EP out? Can you get an album out?
3: Got a few things uh, in the works. We've got another single that's. Getting very close to its release. Exciting. What's that called? So that one's called Hollow. Hollow. It's a song we wrote in our first year. Yep. I remember right, um, coming up with working on The Lick um, in Evan's room at University Hall. Yep. We've got a few shows that we are about to announce in July. Fantastic. In Christchurch and in Dunedin. So oh, that's going to be cool. very exciting. Do you go down well in Dunedin? we are got to find out. Oh, really? You haven't played there before? We've had some good um, airtime through... Radio One, Yep, we were lucky enough to feature on their top ten for three or four weeks. Cool. So Ooh. there's a bit of traction there and there's some really cool bands that come out of Dunedin. Yep. So we're excited to go down and see them get some cool bands to open for yep. us. And yeah, yep. we've been looking
2: for an excuse to go down for some time.
3: Absolutely,
1: so. it's a good time. And the, um, the students will love you or you'll be used to that, I'm sure. we got time for one more track today. Cool. Um, which is super cool. And it's another one of yours uh, by the name of Breville. You want to just tell me the story behind Breville?
3: Uh, first, I think it'd be important to note that there is no um, endorsement. Okay. From uh, the popular homeware brand Breville. Okay. There may have been a toaster in the room when it was. Okay. Uh, was
1: this a we're looking for a name for a song? Unless... Well,
2: we,
3: I got to say we Goldier. we do a lot of that, Daikin. but we've got a few of those songs. Yeah.
2: Which... But I think this song it's... Actually not that, but it's also Sam's song and yeah. he's very mysterious about the real origins of the of the track title. So Yeah.
3: I think it's important to know that Hollow that I mentioned before was yeah. originally light and tasty. Okay. Because okay. there was a muesli box in the room. Fantastic. Mm. Okay. Um, but the, like you said, this one was different. It was written by Sam when he yeah. was a fifteen year old, I believe. Cool. Okay, that's um, interesting. So it was a long time ago. Yeah. And um we've been able to Adapted as Marsha. Yeah. Guys, it's been
1: absolutely amazing to meet you and have you on Garden of Sound today. Um, Really looking forward to seeing you play at Go Live on the 24th of July. Thank you so
3: much for having us.
2: Yeah, thanks.
1: It's time for my track of the week. Touring the country currently is the very cool Rose Labransky. She'll be in Dunedin on the 25th, 26th and 30th of June. She'll be in Nelson on July 2nd. And this is her track, Head Over Heels.
5: I've never felt anything, anything this way It's deep into my bones, it's deep into my soul Like together we make one cohesive
1: Thanks for joining me today on the show. Thanks also to Evan and Felix from Marsha for being my guest today. Head to gardenofsound.nz and click on the band's image on the front page. And from there, you can get tickets to see Marsha play the Go Live Festival on July 24th. I'm Ian Turner. I look forward to bringing you Garden of Sound same time next week. In the meantime, keep well, keep listening and keep playing. the